on our website again, and there's a little tab at the top that says the Father's House. I suggest you go there and look at that and read that vision, because that's this this ministry is not really just a typical church ministry. It's a, a much broader and greater vision um, that we believe God's put on us to do, and. Um, the last thing is Lenore did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. She really did. Uh, one of the things that, that I believe, I took a page out of Mother Teresa's book. Okay, You know Mother Teresa, you know, she would go into a village to start a school. And people would say, you can't start a school, you don't have anything. She says, I got a ground, I got students, and I got a shade tree, I can, and I got a stick. I can write on the ground and teach these kids how to read. And I can write on the ground and teach them how to add. And that's how you start. You start with what you have. We've got a person who has a vision, and we're going to start with that. Yeah, she's a doctor. You need a doctor, obviously. We've got a doctor with a vision. There's other doctors out there, nurses. So you start, and when you, the Bible talks about if you take what God's given you, okay, and you be faithful with what he's given you, you invest in what he's given you, God will grow it. And I do believe this is a powerful vision, and I believe uh, 10 years from now we'll be looking back like, whoa. Amen? Isn't that exciting? So I suggest you go back there and get involved with this, especially if you're a nurse or some kind of medical person. If you're not, get involved through prayer and let Lenore know that you're going to commit to really supporting her in prayer and, and just being there for her. Because this, this is a big, big deal, man. I'm telling you, it's a big deal. It's a long-term vision. And Lenore's actually been involved with uh, launching a, well, uh, it was a free clinic up in... Pennsylvania, up north. She actually had a vision for one, actually started one, and she went back to when they finally built a building and all that, and Lenore was all in awe of this great facility, and they were all looking at her, all in awe at her, because she's the one who had the original vision. So you never know what God will do. Amen? Are y'all good? All right. I'm excited. Are y'all? I'm really excited. I love these angels coming. Ain't that right? All right, let's look at this. Luke twenty four twenty seven. I've been I've been wanting to give some of these messages. I've been one of the things that God has really given me is a vision and a revelation about the mind. Okay, and that is one of my most favorite subjects in the Bible. Okay, so I want to talk to you some about the mind, uh, and there's a lot in there. But I saw y'all. How many people in here know Art Linkletter? Who he is? Art Linkletter is ninety eight years old, man. 98. I saw him on television for a few minutes last night. And, Art, and this guy was interviewing him, and he was saying, Art, uh, you know, how, tell me some of the secrets to your success. Uh, you're 98 years old. And, and this is what he said. Well, I've had a lot of tragedy in my life. I've lost three of my children. And I, I, he said, but this is what I learned through tragedy. He said, also, I'm 98 years old, and my, my closest, all my closest friends are dead. All of them. He said, but I learned this in life. If you will find, you can find God in any situation if you'll look for Him. And if you'll be thankful, if you'll be thankful, and if you will be curious, okay? If you'll be thankful and curious, it will give you a, a you'll, you'll have a completely different attitude in life. Isn't that good? Now, that's coming from a, you need to listen to a 98-year-old man. When they, a 98-year-old man says, opens his mouth, I'm listening. Like, I want to hear what he's got to say. Well, this is something God's given me. God has given me a gift of divine curiosity. I am one curious guy when it comes to spiritual things. 
Okay, and that has uh, served me well in my life. I wouldn't be standing up here talking to you today if I didn't have that curiosity. Okay, and I believe God wants to impart to us a curiosity about the spiritual world. Okay? I believe God wants to get... I mean, a lot of Christians are just not curious. They're going to wait to get to heaven and find out the spiritual world was right here all the time and they were missing it. It was right in front of their face. Okay? And I believe God wants to give you a curiosity, really something that, that will motivate you to pursue that world because it's really what the Bible really teaches us to do. Amen? So that's what I'm talking to you about today. I'm talking about a curiosity. I pray that God will impart a curiosity in your heart today for these things I want to speak to you about. Well, I've been speaking the last times I spoke, it's been, it seemed like a long time ago, about three things, two things, and let me re- review them right quick. Number Luke 24, 27. Uh, then began with Moses and all of the prophets. He explained to them things concerning himself in all the scriptures. He explained to them things concerning himself in all the scripture. Actually, that word explained there in the original Greek language means he opened to them. Everybody say opened. So that's one of the first uh, things. Hey, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. This is important. Okay? I need to tell you this. This is what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Okay? He said, you're in an Acts chapter 1 time. Acts chapter 1 time. Acts chapter 1, if you read the first four verses of Acts chapter 1, there's two words that that stuck out to me when the Lord said that to me. One is Jesus commanded his disciples. In verse 2, he commanded his disciples. Verse 4, he ordered his disciples. We're in a time where God's going to begin to reveal himself and he's going to come like this. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm not suggesting you do it. I am telling you this is what you need to be doing. Okay? We're cu- and now, that's a daddy. Don't tell me every daddy in this room hadn't said that to their kids before. Okay? Now, you need to get secure in the Father's love when He tells you to do something you don't want to do. But I believe we're in Acts 1 time. That's the beginning of it. There's some other good stuff that happens in Acts 1. But that's again, it's a time for the kingdom of God to come forth. Okay, and, when, and when, when we speak of a kingdom, we're not speaking of suggestions. You, might, you know, let, won't you think about doing this? Now, you know, that ain't what he did. He said, I, I'm telling you, I command you to do this. And the Lord really is revealing himself as that wise and shrewd businessman that has a, has a kingdom to run. And God's calling people in, into that kingdom. He's calling people into obedience. They're calling people in to see what he's saying. This is not a suggestion. If I tell you to turn off the television, I'm not suggesting you turn I'm saying turn the television off. Okay? Does that sound mean? No. It sounds real to me. My mama told me to clean my room up. I would always, she had to tell me 90 times. But when my daddy told me, it didn't work. But I'll tell you what, when my daddy came home, he told me to clean the room. I, I was making haste to clean my room because I knew if I disobeyed my mama, I could get away with disobeying my mama. I'll, I'll admit that. Okay? But, but there was a line I knew if I stepped over it, I, I might, I'd better run and run hard. I'd run away from my mama. I ran one time from my mama, and she ran me down. She had a switch in her hands. And I remember looking back, seeing my mama running as hard as her feet. And I, I lived where there was sand at. And, and I got sand caught in my shoe. And I stopped the end of it. She caught me. And, I mean, she come down just, wow. Back in those days, they whipped kids. You know? Now, she said, don't you ever run from me again. But I ran from them a bunch of other times. 
But my daddy, if you run from him, you better keep running. Because <laughs> when he said jump, it was like how high, you know. Because <laughs> he meant business. But my daddy loved me, I'll tell you that. He never did it. Well, he did beat me a few times out of anger, but I say beat. That's the way it felt. Like, good Lord, you're beating me. You're going to kill me. <laughs> Anyways, that's another story. But, <laughs> but I do want to encourage you. The Lord is calling us up into a time of obedience because there's some good things coming. Okay? There's an Acts chapter 2 that's coming. And an Acts 3. There's some powerful things that are going to be happening in the earth. But we, you know, we've got to be in obedience. We've got to be in alignment. We've got to have a, have a kingdom mindset. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Amen? That's good, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord opened them, opened to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. See, that's the key. That's the first thing that God really wants to do in people's life. He wants to open up. Okay? He wants us to hear things concerning himself. He wants to open the word so we can hear the word of God spoken to us. Amen? And that's, that's what God's doing. All right, the second thing that happened in this little uh, biblical order in, is in Luke 30, 24, 30. Uh, you know, they, he, they were walking down the road. This is the road to Emmaus. And they tried to get it. You know, Jesus acted like he was going further. That's the key for us. And we've said this many times. Don't let the Lord get away from you. Because he will act as if he's going on. Like, I'm heading on. What do you guys want? Y'all go on and eat. I'm going on down the road. They, they said, no, come, please eat with us. That's one of the ways God acts. See, we, we've got to entreat God. We've got to ask Him. We've got to pursue Him for the things we really want. So the Lord went and they had this meal. And it says, when they reclined at the table, verse 30, He took the bread and blessed it. And breaking it, He began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Notice their eyes were opened. Okay? Same word as over there in 24 or 27, where it said He explained, where He said He opened the Scripture. So He opened the Scriptures and then their eyes were opened. That was the next thing to him. Their eyes were opened and they saw him and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Okay? Now this is really, this is really key here. So that's the next thing. The Lord wants to open the Scriptures up to us so we can hear the Scriptures. Okay? About the Lord, about himself, about the kingdom. The next thing he wants to do is open the eyes of our hearts to be able to see spiritually. I'm telling you. That's part of God's program and plan. And he does this to change our lives, okay? He opens, all right, and they said to one another, were not our hearts burning with us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was opening the Scriptures. It says explaining there, but it's opening the Scriptures to us. So many times, like I shared before, a lot of times God can be speaking to you and I, and at that moment we do not recognize it. But later we realize, later when our eyes begin to be open, we realize something was happening at that moment. God was doing something. I think that's an incredible... Y'all have had that happen to you before, right? Like, oh my gosh, you know, God was talking, I was going to miss it, but He opened my eyes to hear. So that's the, the thing is, uh, is the, you know, that He wants to do. That's sort of the, the, the biblical order. And then the, the, the last thing is in verse 45... Uh, it says, then he opened their minds. Everybody say minds. He opened their minds to understand the Scripture. See, we, I've shared this before, we would like to get the understanding up front, right? We want to understand everything. I'll, I'll pray for the sick if I can understand how this thing works. Okay? But the Lord's saying, hey, that's good. I want you to understand. But you need to obey me first. You need to do because lots of times in the Bible, the Bible tells us in, in, in different places, like I think Matthew 13 where he talks about the, 
seed, and that word Matthew 13 or Matthew 16, 1, 13. The seed, it says, it says the enemy was able to steal the word because they didn't understand it. Okay, you see, understanding is important for us. Okay, real understanding. I'm not talking about just intellectual understanding. Although I'm not against intellectual understanding. I like intellectual understanding, but that's, that's not the thing. He opened their minds, okay, to understand the Scriptures. Okay. So Jesus did something to them. Now, listen, every human being that has, has been born again, okay, if you're a born-again person, you have had this experience to some degree, okay? Otherwise, you would not be born again. I have been around people who told me, I just can't believe it. I can't believe what you're saying. I just can't believe it. I'm talking about the gospel. I'm talking about people who are in a mess and need to believe it. And why couldn't they believe it? Because God had not opened their minds. See, when you get born again, there's a gift that God gives us. It's the gift of His mind. Okay, that word right there in the Greek means, their mind means, it's a little Greek word, Romanized spelling, N-O-U-S, nous. There's another scripture... Was it Second Corinthians 16? Is that where it's at? No, 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, we have the noose of Christ. Y'all got that? Did y'all catch that? We have the mind of Christ. You see, God releases, when we're born again, He releases as a gift to every human being a gift of love of His mind. Okay? We have the mind of Christ. We've heard it taught before in the past that corporately we have the mind of Christ. That's a good explanation, okay? But it's not 100% correct because I, I, Byron Wicker, I have the mind of Christ. Ryan Roscoe Mead, y'all know that's his name? Roscoe Mead has the mind of Christ. Whether, whether I'm with him or not, he's got the mind of Christ. Now, this is really important because God's given us this ability to think his thoughts. That's what the mind of Christ is. That's what your mind does, right? Your mind thinks, right? Your mind has thoughts, right? So there's this thoughts that God has released to us. So he, at a salvation experience, he releases the thoughts that you need him, that you are going to hell, that you are a sinner, and you realize that. There's a revelation that comes into you, and you're able to receive Christ. You're able to believe the gospel, okay? Are y'all, are y'all on track with me? This is really, really, really the, the basics. Uh, let me give you this one scripture, Acts sixteen fourteen. This is an example of this in the Bible. It says, A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening, and the Lord opened her heart. Notice, the Lord opened her heart. Remember what I told you about your mind, where your real mind is? Your mind is not up here. Everybody, in the Bible, your mind's not here. Your Bible is located down in your soul. Okay, now here's the thing in the Bible. Lots of times, the Bible, there's, it's, it's not really easy to understand this because there's so many words for mind in the, in the New Testament. See, as a, as, a, uh, as a Westerner, English person, when we say mind, we got one word we think about. Now, Lenora thinks something different because she knows about, you know, the frontal lobe and the, the back cortex. And, you know, when she thinks about a, a human brain, that's what she thinks about. But we think about the mind in the, in the Greek, the ancient Greeks. There was many different words for mind. There was many different words for thoughts. Okay? There are, and so a person in the Greek world would know exactly what Jesus was talking about when, it, when the Bible talks about understanding. There's, there's a word for emotions in the Bible, in the New Testament. 
uh, it's Hebrews 4, I think 4.12, where it talks about the thoughts and intents of the hearts. That word thought there is an emotion. Okay? So there's, are y'all following what I'm saying to you? Here's an example. The Lord opened this woman's heart. He opened her mind because her mind's located down in there where her heart's at. He opened her mind and she was able to receive the things that Paul was telling her. Okay? At that moment, she received this renewed mind, this mind of Christ. She received it into herself. All right? And she, so she was able to tap into the thoughts of God. Everybody, everybody with me? Because this is, this is good. Let's look at John 20. 8 through 10. Uh, this is a, another example I wanted to show you. It says, So the other disciples who had first come to the tomb, this is Peter and John, this is at Christ's death, uh, then also entered. You know, one of them ran ahead. Peter ran ahead and outrun old John. He was probably older. Couldn't keep up more. I was talking about being stiff, you know. The stiff guy was having a hard time keeping up this younger swashbuckler, Peter. Uh, so the other disciple, you know, Peter was, got to the door of the tomb and just stood there looking in. Okay? But this other man was a little more curious. Okay? He didn't get there as fast, but when he got there, he went right in there. Okay? So the other disciple first comes in, then also entered, and he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand the Scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. Now, I want you to catch that, what it says. They didn't understand, so they just went home. Nothing changed in their life at that moment. They saw the empty tomb. They believed that Christ was risen from the dead, but they didn't really understand it. So nothing happened. Nothing, nothing changed. They just went on back to what they were doing before. And see, that's what's wrong with many people in the church today. Okay, there's these revelations coming, things happen, but we really don't understand, we don't really grasp it, and we just, we get up and go back to what we were doing before. God will speak dramatically to us, I'm just talking about on a personal level, but we really don't understand. We just go back home, go back to doing what we've been doing before, going back to acting the way we've been acting before. Okay, but when understanding, when heavenly understanding comes, there's going to be a change in your life. I said it last couple of weeks ago, that God wants to change your life by changing what you see. He wants to change your life by changing what you hear. And He wants to change your life by changing what you understand. A lot of people really don't believe, you know, when, when Jesus says, you know, the glory that I have, I've given it to you. Here's their belief. Well, when I get to heaven, I can experience that glory. And that's a true belief. But Jesus didn't give us a limitation and say it's only for heaven. So a lot of people just assume it's for heaven, and they never really pursue the glory realm on earth. And see, there's a world of difference between these two lines of thinking, right? A world of difference. One guy's just going to wait till he gets to heaven to see the Lord, to see the angels, to experience the heavenly realm. The other guy's going to pursue it right now because he's taking Jesus at his word. And he says, he reads it in the Bible. Jesus says he has the glory as part of his inheritance. He says it's legal for me to pursue this. I'm going to do it. That's what Paul the Apostle did. That's what Peter did. That's what all these guys did. See, that's how they thought. And the reason they thought that way is because they were not thinking with their thoughts. They were thinking with somebody else's thoughts. And God has given you the ability to think with somebody else's thoughts. Because if you just think with your thoughts, it's not going to work out too good for you. Right? Now, here's a key. All right? 
The Bible tells us this in Hebrews 11, verse 13. It says the, the world, the world, the natural world, everything in the natural, were framed by the Word of God. Okay? So everything that's visible was made out of something that's invisible. Hebrews, y'all got that? Everything that's visible was made out of something that's invisible. In other words, what the writer of Hebrews was telling us, they were telling us this is what the DNA of the earth is. It's, it's something from the invisible world called the Word of God. It's, the Word of God is the, invis, it's the, it's the DNA that creates everything that we see, feel, taste, and hear. Everything's created from that DNA. Okay? And what we've got to realize, Jesus is in the process. I've been telling you all this for three years now. Jesus right now has a grace upon the church to open our minds to understand the Scripture. You know, there's, there's a grace available from heaven where God is releasing understanding of the Scripture like He never has before. Has anybody been doing that? Has anybody been getting that? It's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me what's happening right now. I'm talking, I'm talking about what God's talking to me about, okay, from the Scriptures. That He's opening my mind, giving me understanding of the Scripture I have never understood before in my entire life. And it's just, it's available. It's right there. It's flowing. So what I want to encourage everybody in this room, because, see, that's happening into the invisible. And eventually, we're going to get enough of that DNA in us, okay? This thing's messing up. We're going to get that DNA flowing in us where we can begin to release that DNA out of us. Do y'all believe that? Well, you, it's not going to get it. You're not going to get it by just reading the Bible with your mind. It's just not going to happen. But see, but God is. So I want to encourage you about the Word, about the Scriptures. I want to encourage you. I don't want to encourage you just to read the Bible. I want to encourage you to hear God, to, hear, to, to allow God to open your mind to understand the Scripture. You could just ask Him to do that right now if you'd like to. Anybody would like to do that? Just ask Him, Lord, I ask you to open my mind to understand the Scripture. My personal mind. Lord, I want my mind opened. I want my mind open, Lord. I don't want to just hear somebody else's revelation. I want my mind open where I can hear I can understand, I can see the Scripture that you've already written on my heart and mind. It's already there, the Bible tells us. All right. Now, I just threw all that out at you real fast because I don't have lots of time. Am I going too fast? This is just introductory, believe me. There's a lot of here. I want to read this. Now, this is where I'm going to really mess with you. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Okay. Y'all want to be messed with a little bit? I really want to... Okay, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. Okay? Sanctification. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is, in Christ, there's the possibility for us to be sanctified in our bodies. Okay? To be sanctified in our minds. Now let me tell you what that means. If your mind is sanctified, if your body is sanctified, you can, with your physical five senses you have, you can begin to tap into the heavenly realm. Okay? In other words, you will be able to begin to see with your eyes spiritual things. I'm talking about with your natural eyes spiritual things. You will begin to, with your natural nose, smell Spiritual things. With your natural ears, hear spiritual things. Right? 
That's what he's talking about. See, we have this possibility in us to not just see it spiritually, because there's a difference when you see it with the eyes of your heart versus these natural eyes. It is great. So that's really what God... And see, God has begun to release that. You know, some people... Have you ever... I know y'all have. I don't know who's got that working here. But some people have. Uh, they'll get a physical thing on them. Uh, like their hand will get real hot. Okay? When they're praying for people. Have you ever been prayed for by somebody when their hand was real hot? And they put their hands on you and you're bawling. You're starting to sweat, literally. You're physically sweating. Right? Sweat pouring off your day on brow, and there's anything happening? No, nah, ain't nothing happening, man. I'm still sick. I'm t- I don't know what's happening. And then they just keep praying, and you feel like, man, you gotta stop, man. I'm about to burn up. There is some heat here. I don't know what's somebody's turning the heat up in here. You see what I'm saying? Well, I got this angel, okay, that touches my head. Okay, I know that might mess with some of you. I don't care though, because I don't really, I don't really care. What you believe about it's not. I'm just going what the Bible teaches, okay? Actually, people get mad about, you know, people putting a male and female thing on the Bible. It actually says in Acts 1, this is another little thing, that a couple of men appeared to the disciples that were dressed in white stuff. They called them men. So you can call an angel a woman or a man, however you want to do it, however they appear. Y'all got that? So here's the thing. This thing will happen where I'll feel this slight, I've told you this before, slight bit of pressure right here on my forehead. Okay? And I've learned whenever that happens, God is up to something. Okay? And this happens to me in my house, just me with the Lord. It happens to me in church. It happens to me in the grocery store. It's, the, it's this angel trying to let, get a hold of my mind. Let me, you know, let me know that God wants to do something. And I need to start dialing in to what God's doing in that place at that moment. Yeah. Okay, because most Christians go through life, they don't get a clue what God's doing around them. Okay? They don't realize that God is moving all the time and there's this flow of God's thoughts in the earth. There is a flow of thoughts. I've seen them before. Now, I saw them with my spiritual eyes. I'm, I've told y'all about this, I think. Remember I told you about that little pattern I saw? I saw a pattern of thoughts. And it was like, it looked like a quilt. And, the, you know, you know what a quilt looks like? A quilt has pattern. This quilt had these patterns on. That's what it looked like. But it wasn't a quilt. It just these patterns like boom, boom, boom. And like one thought was divine healing. One thought was, was people being raised from the dead. Another thought was caring for orphans, Okay. You know, another thought was, was, was healing the brokenhearted. You know, another thought was over the, over the town of Mooresville. This love over the town of Mooresville. And I was looking at this pattern, and, and I saw behind this pattern a figure which I knew to be Christ. And I saw that these were thoughts of Christ. You know, because he can think more than one thing at a time. And he was letting me for a moment see, and I started trying to figure the thoughts out. You know, I kicked into my natural mind like, I, mean, I need to understand that pattern. Yeah, I was going to get a hold of his thoughts, man. I was going to figure out what that pattern was. It was a really odd-looking pattern. In fact, I spent weeks looking on the Internet at quilt patterns, trying to find that geometric pattern, trying to see if I could ever find that particular pattern. That's how I do stuff sometimes. It's so stupid. Have you ever talked to people involved in the quilting thing, these old women? 
I talked to someone who was trying to explain this pattern to them. They were like, we don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing exists like that. But those, those were the thoughts of God, okay, that God wants to release to us. Not that we think like God, but that we capture His very thoughts within us. I was driving down the road recently, and I called a thought of God. And he said to me, it's right there on the side of the road. Go get that. And I thought, I looked over and I thought, I'll be daggone, there's a piece of carpet. I needed a piece of carpet to do some work in my house to put down. Now, I know that sounds simplistic, but what I'm telling you, there's thoughts constantly flowing, okay, constantly flowing that we can tap into that are his thoughts. Now, there's other thoughts, too, but let me read this one scripture. You know this scripture real well. Okay, Romans 12, 2. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the same word, mind. We have the mind of Christ. Jesus opened up their mind. It's the same word there, okay? So that you may prove what is the will of God is. That's really the only way to know the will of God is for your mind to be renewed, to receive the mind of Christ. That's what Every day there's this process that God wants to bring us through. Every day of our life where there's this renewal, in other words, every day God's bringing a fresh, his, his mind into our minds freshly, if we will allow it, okay? Now, this is what happened to me a few years ago when the Holy Spirit really came really hard on me. I mean really hard on me. I was able to see this, this, this thing, which at the time I described as a spiritual worldwide web, okay? You know what the worldwide web is? This, this is like this information superhighway. There is a spiritual information superhighway. Okay, that's flowing in the earth. I saw it. I felt it. I could, I could sit down and pray for people and I was getting information that I had no earthly way of knowing about those people. I knew things about them that they didn't even know about themselves because I was pulling it out of heaven. Okay, that information was flowing. I could literally, there was times when I could stick my hand up into, into that thing. I don't, I don't care if y'all believe it, but this is what happened. I stuck my hand, and it would, my hand would start buzzing from it. Okay? God revealed that thing so intense to me, okay? So I could really begin to understand there is a thought realm of heaven that God wants to release in there. He wants people to tap into that thing. And so he made that thought realm so real to me. And it went on for weeks, weeks and weeks. I didn't really talk to people about it. I, kind of, I didn't really tell people half of what was happening about it. I was just getting these thoughts from heaven constantly. You know, you've seen people who would give words of knowledge and could tell people, that's what they're doing there. But this was not a word of knowledge. This was God's thoughts I was tapping into. And so over a period of time, it began to subside, okay, the intensity of it. And it was a lot of fun, and I was disappointed when it started to, where I really couldn't spill it and see it no more. But this is what I realized, okay? What God was, this is, he was, he was trying to let me know, this is here this is real. You need to pursue this thing. You need to go after this thing. Because it's not going to always be so apparent, but it is, it is there whether we know it's there. Whether, whether we, it's, it's invisible, we can't hear it. Now, here's what happens to a lot of people. When the Lord really is moving, a lot of people get really excited. Have you noticed that? Okay, everybody's really excited when God's really moving and God begins to touch people and things begin to happen in their life. But notice how up until now in history, every move of God has an ebb and a flow to it. And a lot of people, when the ebb happens, they're not, after, they're not going after God anymore. 
Have y'all noticed that? Or they're not as passionate about God anymore. Now, I will admit this to you. It is more fun being with a group of people who are really passionate about the Lord and is really going after the Lord. It's a lot more fun to do that. But what God's looking for, He's looking for individuals, okay, that regardless of what's happening with everybody else, who are going to really pursue Him and have passion for Him no matter what's happening or what's not happening. Now, that's really going to be the key for you and I to go forward in, 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 in life. And we have to ask ourselves a question. When the corporate river is flowing hard, anybody can flow. Anybody. See, I, the corporate river is flowing. I was, it was easy to tap into that, that thought world. But when the corporate river quit flowing, what do I need to do? Does that thought world go away? Do I need to find my own individual river and let it flow? Are y'all following this? Yeah. See, what God wants to do is God wants to show people that He has thoughts that He wants us to tap into that are available to us no matter what you feel or think. But the devil also has thoughts too. Okay? The devil has thoughts. And the world has thoughts. And you and I have thoughts that are our own personal thoughts. So there's a lot of thoughts flying out there, whether you, you know it or not. Think about how many thoughts you have in a day. Thousands of thoughts. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Wouldn't it be nice for you and I to know the ones that are God versus just our own or versus somebody else's the world or versus the devil? You know, and the Bible really tells us how to figure that out. I mean, there's a way in the Bible. It gives us an understanding on how to discern our thoughts. And how to capture our thoughts. Every thought. Every thought that you and I have must be captured. Even God's thoughts. It'll be captured and evaluated. And determined. Where is this thought from? What is the origin of this thought? And once you decide it's from God, then you, let that, that you, you, you own that thought. Once you decide it's from the devil, you throw it out. And once you decide it's yours, you just let it be what it is. Are y'all, are y'all following me? But it's going to take a divine curiosity. Y'all, I don't think y'all are getting this. Honestly, I really don't think you're getting this. If you were getting this, I think you would knock me down right now and tell me to shut up and pray for you. I'm, I'm serious. If you, if you really believe there was a divine thoughts flowing through this room right now, you would do everything you could to get a hold of them. Everything you could. That's why Art Linklater's letter, what he said was right about being curious. It's a gift from heaven. Curious about what God's thinking. I got this. He didn't even hear the message. And he didn't hear the message. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right, let me just pray for you. Lord, we just thank you this morning for the thoughts of heaven. Lord, just... Lord, we just pray for the renewed mind of Christ to come on people this morning. Lord, I pray that people would be able to tap into your thoughts. Lord, I pray you give people keys on how to hear your thoughts. Lord, I, I believe you said you've opened our minds to understand the Scripture. I believe there's an opening of minds that you want to release right now in this room. People's minds to be open to understand the Scriptures. Lord, we ask you to open our minds right now in Jesus' name. Mm, thank you, Lord. Open our minds, Lord. Open our minds. Lord, I pray for people in this room. 
I pray you, you begin to release your angelic presence into, into their lives. That you send angels to help them, Lord. You know what the Lord told me recently about revivals? He said he is really not picky about who he'll use in a revival. In fact, he said he would use somebody who has bad character just to offend the rest of the people. And he told me, he said, I will use religious people in the Bible just to offend the religious people. He said, the main thing is, if I'm moving, are you in? That's what he said to me. If I'm moving somewhere, are you in, Byron? Even if you don't like the people that I'm using, are you in? Even if the people, even if the people you know they got some bad stuff in their life, are you in? That's really the kind of heart God wants us to have. And see, that's the kind of that's the thing that keeps us out. Is that God will go places we won't go, and God will touch people that we would never touch. You know, and when we come to a place in our lives when we're willing to humble ourselves, and our opinions and our thoughts. And ask the Lord to give us His thoughts. We will go anywhere where God tells us to go. If we just know God's there. If God has said, you go there, that's where I'm at. You will go. We won't care who's there. Or any of that kind of stuff. And that's really, really the truth. So I, I, my heart's passion, okay? My heart's passion is for this church to be a church that can tap in that spiritual thought world. You know, to help you be able to do that so you can do the things that God's called you to do. Otherwise, you won't be able to do it. It's going to be good ideals. So anybody want me to pray, lay hands on I'll pray for you. Because it is a gift from heaven.